Inside Track on Real Estate with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. Get the Inside Track, everything you need to know about buying and selling in the greater Ottawa area. The Inside Track on Real Estate with the Decker Team. Welcome to the Inside Track on Real Estate with the Decker Team. And as you have probably figured out by now, it's not always so succinct on real estate. And the reason for that is real estate really allows me and allows all of us to navigate in so many other areas to go here and to go there. So real estate is a pretty broad topic because it's kind of like our biggest tangible investment. Mm -hmm. And so it's one of those things that has us show up is who we really are and even sometimes who we're really not because it brings out the best in people and actually the worst in people. So today I have a special guest with me, Virginia Dawson. Hello. Hello. Welcome. (laughs) Thank you. And she is joining me because she has navigated with me in real estate. She has introduced me to some of my favorite clients. Mm Mm-hmm. And has also, I was going to say had the honor, and maybe it's not the honor. She's had the position, is maybe a better way to say it, of journeying in life with me as well. So thought it would be an amazing way for you to hear why. Why is Yetta, which is me, and yes, I often talk about myself in third person, and it's quite a (laughs) funny little thing, and, and then I can even be known to snort. We won't do that today, I'm hoping. Anyway, why is Yetta? raw and why is she real in real estate and in life Mm -hmm. so take it away virginia Mm. all right thank you and uh yeah you know i've known yetta uh for about three years now and uh had heard about yetta you know on radio or you know in the circles that i run uh but didn't really know her and so you get a you know perceived notion which you may have of, of Yetta, and that goes for other people as well. So when I, um, I so, so Yetta, let me just tell you, I, this woman is incredible. She is, uh, has the Decker team with her husband, mm. Ken, is uh, with uh, uh, Keller Williams Solid Rock. They own that, Ken and Yetta. Uh, she is married for 34 years, has two grown children, Seven grandchildren. That's almost the best part. <laughs> and the two in love kids, they're they're pretty up there too. Yeah. So I kind of have like four kids. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, and uh, she's also a disc facilitator. Oh, happily married. Now. Most days, yes. <laughs> we'll put it that way. Uh, disc facilitator. Uh, she is a uh, a coach, um, mm. a speaker and uh, founder of Roar Canada. Thanks, Virginia. Yeah, you're welcome. So how do you follow that? Well, to say probably that it wasn't always like that. You know, Virginia alluded to that I have a great marriage. I think she's used the word happily married, and I'm going to say great marriage. I'll even add to that. And it wasn't always like that. There was a time when I first started in real estate, actually, when I was driven, I was passionate, and I was assured of what I was here to do. When I first started, I did get in because I love people. 
I love to be able to serve and help and make a difference. And I kind of fell into it, fell into it. We were out helping friends because we had just bought our second home and they were thinking of moving where we were and we were meeting with the realtor, helping them go into open houses and just engaged in the conversation. And on one day, the realtor that was with us after Ken had said to her, you know, you're not doing too much. Yetta seems to be doing most of the, the work here. And she goes, yeah, I, I noticed. And I'd like to have, I, I've been thinking, I'm gonna have a conversation with her. So we had the conversation and she, told me why I would be great in real estate and why real estate was for me. And so I fell in love with the idea of serving and being there for people. And that passion had me actually start well. I started kind of as rookie, well, I wouldn't say kind of, as rookie of the year in our office. And it was really going beautifully for about the first 10, 11 months. And then my passion intensified. And yet, the reason my passion intensified wasn't quite as awesome as wanting to serve and help and make a difference in people's lives. The passion had shifted and the passion had become, how do I, how do I yetta earn enough money from this business of real estate? So it became about the money. I'm not proud of this and it is what it is. And how do I make enough money so that I can leave? Leave the man that I was married to because he made me very unhappy. I was very unhappy. I suppose nobody can make you such and yet I was very unhappy. I was sad, I was angry, and I was desperate. I was passionate about getting out of a loveless, hateful, horrible marriage. And in that despair, um, family was falling apart, family relationships weren't good, the kids were not thriving, the kids were afraid of us, they were starting to have struggles at school, Ryan was a little bit younger, he was starting to act out, things were not good. And finances? You got to know where there's often finance problems, there's often relational problems, and where there's relational problems, there's often finance problems. And so our finances were in more than a little bit of disarray. So that just added to the hate that had it added to that horrible situation that we were living in. And so the passion became earn enough money, get out. It was to the point that if Ken came near me, my skin would crawl. You're right. His name was Ken. More to that in a minute. And so I, in that space, went to my manager and said, I don't understand. My business was thriving. Like it was thriving as a new realtor, was doing way more than I had ever imagined I could be doing. Have you ever been in a space where it was bigger than your wildest dreams? Well, my start was better than my wildest dreams. And then it crashed. And when I asked her why, what, what can I do? What am I doing wrong? What's different? She looked at me with all seriousness and there was a calm in her and a complete anxiety and anxiousness and despair in me. And she said, Yetta, you have, you, you have dollar signs in your eyes and it is clear to everybody except you. She might as well 
have stabbed me. She might as well just taken a little dagger and put it through my heart because I didn't know. I really had lost sight, sight of my love for helping people. I had just become driven and passionate to earn enough money to get out. Whew. And then, and then what happened? Something had to give. Because as you may know, I'm actually still married to that same Ken. And it's not a loveless, horrible, nasty relationship. It's actually at least a 9 out of 10. Depending on the day, it might give him a 9.5. I'll never give him a 10 because that just isn't going to happen. And yet something pretty dramatic shifted. Hmm. And it started with that first, first it started with an interaction. There was somebody that I met, someone I saw, and that couple, it was standing in a a group. It was the first day that we ever showed up in a church. Can you imagine? Not something I had planned to do. And my father-in-love was visiting, and he said, can we go to service? It's Easter. And we said, yep, let's go. So off we went, and there was this couple there, standing there that very first day. Have you ever seen two people connecting and they're not even speaking they're not saying anything and yet the sparks are flying not the sparks of anger and rage which I was all too familiar with it was the spark of a good passion a love uh, an engagement a connectedness have you ever seen that Mm -hmm. that's what was going on for them and in that space I felt a couple of different things one was I was agitated by it it wasn't Like, what is this? It's not real. It can't be real. It's crazy. And then the next thought that ran through my head is, I wonder. I wonder if that spark, if that thing that I see, that magic, that connection, is possible. Is it possible for me? Was it possible? In that moment, it was simply, is it possible for me? Is it possible for me? Is it possible for Ken? Now I wonder, is it possible for me? Is it possible for you? Is it possible for anybody that really wants that? So the wonder began. Mm -hmm. And it took some time. And then I started really wondering, could it be? And what would it take? What was I going to have to do? What was I going to have to give up in myself? How was I going to have to show up differently? Because clearly the way I was showing up wasn't working so good. So I began studying, began learning, began engaging with people and involving myself in a community. Actually, I got invited into the community. I didn't even know that I needed to go find a community. I didn't know. And yet that couple invited me in and invited Ken in. And we started to see healthy relationship. So it, it sounds, that's an incredible story. And so... You're still, how do you get from that point where you're doing everything to leave? Everything. Everything. To a point now where, where I, I've only known you guys to be happy and engaged mm-hmm. and moving forward together to help people. How do you get from that point where it's just done to a point where mm-hmm. you're at now where you are a team? Yeah. And you're moving forward together to help other people. And it's beautiful. Thank you. How do we get there? We got there really one step at a time. Mm-hmm. One simple, little, well, okay. They're simple, 
not easy. There was nothing easy. Yeah. Nothing. Virginia, mm -hmm. nothing. Nothing easy about it. And yet it was one day just deciding that I wasn't going to scream or yell. So just for one day, because at the beginning, that's about all I could handle. Just one day as he was leaving the house, instead of being the crazy crying wife in the kitchen or running out the street after him, yeah, I did all those things with the babies under my arms, um, I decided I would be nice. I would restrain my frustration with him. And it's not to say I wasn't doing things wrong and he wasn't doing things wrong. Boy, we didn't know how to do this thing called marriage. We didn't know how to do finances. We didn't know how to do family. We didn't know how to do it. Not well, anyway. We were doing it just to destruction. Not well. And so it was, first, it was just choosing one day to be pleasant. Simple, not easy. And then it was choosing to do it again. And then once I'd gotten a little bit of traction in being pleasant, little bit, then I thought, what else? Because the results, it, it actually wasn't producing any result. Mm -hmm. Ken was still miserable. He was still angry. He was still frustrated. He knows I share this story, and he shares it too. They sound a little different, but they're pretty similar. And then one day, it, one day he would say, that it dawned on him that he was still being a schmuck. And I wasn't a schmuck anymore. Not most of the time. It still showed up once in a while. Who's kidding who? And yet not all the time. And then he started to wonder, what if? What if I changed my behavior? And then before long, we were in this community, the one I told you we were invited into, mm -hmm. and we started seeing what they were doing. Mm -hmm. And then Ken would talk to some of the men, and I would talk to some of the women. And then they encouraged us and did with us, watched videos of healthy communication. And so then we saw what that was like. And we thought, well, I don't think we can do that. So we tried the, the floor technique. We actually walked around. This sounds really silly. You, you're going to know way more than you think you want to know and probably way more than I think I want you to know. Anyway, we walked around with a piece of parquet flooring for years. And the idea was that whoever had the piece of floor could speak. And whoever didn't have the piece of the floor didn't have the floor and couldn't speak. So the intense arguing and these, we call it heated fellowship now just because it <laughs> sounds nicer and yet it was more than a little heated it was crazy intense that floor technique was helpful mm -hmm. that helped us start to communicate effectively mm -hmm. and then we started going to conferences and then we started following speakers and we started reading books and we watched more videos and we started hanging out with different people people that had healthy relationships mm -hmm. so our tribe as we might call it today changed our community of people changed. What we read changed. Everything changed. So what I'm hearing is that this did not happen overnight. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and also what I'm hearing is there was, you, you had to be open in order to see this couple and the way they were reacting and to, to have the, that sense that, you know, maybe there is something more that we can do. And yeah. you were not relying on somebody else. You took that ownership on yourself. 
I guess. Yeah. Which became a mindset. Yes. And then as you continued, and, and that would not be easy, especially if it was day after day, year after year, yeah. until Ken got it. Yeah. And started wanting to have that relation and, and seeing that, that that's real, that could be there, and how then that can affect your family, now your grandchildren, down the road your great-grandchildren, yeah. that whole uh, legacy that, that, that is here and to come. Right. And so um, it, it is about relationship, and it started really with, with you, yeah. <laughs> you and Ken. It did. And, and then growing into that, coming back, obviously you are still in real estate. Yes, Doing absolutely. incredibly well. Uh-huh. Um, having a team behind you that is doing incredibly well. Um, and so, again, all about relationship. But you couldn't do it on your own. Oh, my goodness, no. No, not at all on my own. I think as we got it together in our life, it was easier for me to connect with clients, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because while I was broken, I was coming at, because how I do anything is really how I do everything. Mm -hmm. So if I'm broken at home, some sense of that is going to seep, whether I want it to, it's going to seep out in my day to day. Mm -hmm. So when I got my priorities back on track and got back to the passion of serving, then it became fun to engage with people again. It wasn't drudgery. And I got to the point where I didn't have to worry about whether it was good for me. It had nothing to do with me. It had everything to do with the people that I was serving. And so if it was a good decision for them to work with us, then it was a good decision for me. If it wasn't a good decision for them, if there just wasn't a fit for whatever reason, then, then that was really good for me too. Yeah. Yeah. And so it, because real estate is, in fact, our biggest tangible item in, our, in family life generally, because it puts a roof our, over our head, it's shelter, it's the place we build memories, it's our place of engagement, it's, it's just... It's our oikos, it's our home, it's our family, it's just a beautiful thing. It is such a a close to the second, which is, or first maybe, is investing in people. Absolutely. Because they're so connected. It's, I mean, people is our biggest single investment other than if we're not talking about tangible things. When we're talking about relational things, there's nothing really beyond relationship. Nothing. No that either will take us to heights or take us to the depth. Whether it's relationship with our creator, whether it's relationship with a spouse, whether it's relationship with a friend, a child, a client. Who are, most of my clients are so dear to me. They're my friends. I mean, I'm their friend. They're my friend. We enjoy each other's company. That's why we hang out at you know celebrations. We do a quarterly, quarterly Decker Team family celebration, and we get to connect there. We get to build family tradition together and family memory together. None of that could have happened, I don't believe, if Ken and I hadn't come from such a place of brokenness. Because I never would have seen it as important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It all... Yeah, you as a client, you as somebody that we get to serve, and I struggle even with the word client, you as somebody that I get to serve and help through this life journey um, are precious. Mm -hmm. Precious beyond precious because aside from relationship, really, 
there is nothing, mm -hmm. nothing. Mm -hmm. So I want to I want to ask you a bit about yeah. uh, Roar Canada. Oh yeah, I guess that fits in there too, right? Because <laughs> that's does. been a thing that's come out of real estate. Absolutely. So I yeah, just um, tell me about that relationship between yeah. real estate and Roar Canada. Well, real estate first became how do I serve people in their for their best. I mean, it's not uncommon for myself, for my daughter Candace, who's on the team, for Linda, for Ken, for Ryan, for any of the team members when they're sitting in someone's home to sell the home that may even be the matrimonial home and it's no longer going to be. It is pretty frequent depending on the situation and what we feel we're invited to be able to do, for us to ask, is there any way we can help you get resources? Is there any way we can engage with you in such a way that would cause you not to choose to move forward mm -hmm. with this separation or this divorce? It's a question that we ask a lot. And that really became part of the foundation for Why Roar Canada? Because when you're having real conversations with people about the real, and not just about marriage things, it could be if it's about to go to the bank, is there any way we can restructure things? Can we get our handyman in there? Maybe, can, I mean, I've done things like pay for the improvements or negotiate with a handyman to do the improvements and get paid after the sale because it's going to go to the bank. And how do we navigate that, right? Because there's financial situations that happen. It's by no means just marriage. There's so many difficult things, death of a family, sadness because of that, the grief and sorrow that accompanies it. So all the difficult situations in life come out in a real estate transaction. If, as the realtor, you're open to it. I mean, I can go in there and just do the business of real estate, just get it done, just get the sold sign on the lawn. That's actually the easy part. The hard part, or more... Um, part that requires maybe a little more finesse, and some days I don't have it, some days I got more than others, um, is to have those real conversations. It's fascinating that the word real has started to run through my whole life. Share whether that with us. Well, whether <laughs> yeah. it's in Yetta Ron Real, a little mm -hmm. inspirational video that I do every day, whether it's real estate, I mean, it's not fake estate. Yeah. It's the real tangible estate that we're talking about. And so, again, that's real estate, real conversation, real connection, real meaning. It's just, it's real. And when you're willing to be real with somebody, what I've learned is it's much easier to actually meet them where they're at. There's the occasional mood that is, or move that is just easy. It's only happy, happy, happy. There is not much, you know, challenge in it. And yet, having said that, Real estate, making a move in your life, in your home, from one home to another, is in the top five stressors. Mm -hmm. Even if we forget about that, often there's attached a secondary stressor. Crazy, huh? Mm -hmm. And so Roar Canada simply became an extension of the relationships that I was building mm -hmm. and gave a space and an opportunity for people from, didn't matter the career, it didn't matter their, from what walk of life they came from. It didn't matter whether they were in business or not, whether they were a stay-at-home mom, a stay-at-home dad, whether they had figured out most of life or whether they really figured out nothing, whether they had a faith or they didn't have a faith, 
whether they, really it was no borders. Mm -hmm. You know, it didn't matter the culture, the color, the, it didn't matter mm -hmm. because it was really about no borders. Mm -hmm. Only one. And that was a desire for growth. Yes. Without that, kind of difficult. Okay. So it was born out of and tragedy, right? Like that's what the impetus was and relationship that made it possible. And of course, there's a longer, deeper story. And really at the bottom, underneath it all, is just this awareness mm -hmm. that we all grow. Mm -hmm. And when we grow, well, if we don't grow, we're kind of dying. Mm -hmm. We're going backwards. And so if we had the commonality of growth, then together, through masterminds, we could connect the dots and live the picture. Okay, masterminds. Yeah. Roar Canada is about masterminds. It is. What is it? Well, masterminds is really just bringing brilliant people together because I believe that you are brilliant, I'm brilliant some days, and in our brilliance, when we share the best of our ideas, so if you have 30 people in the room, or even 500 people in a room, it does not matter. You will be able to draw out the brilliance, the best practice, the best insight, the best perspective of each person in the room. And as you do that, and they share that with each other in an open, safe forum, it's amazing what is birthed and what comes to be and what idea you might give me. I just had a great idea just the other day from somebody in a small mastermind. And it was just, some days I don't feel enough. Some days it's hard for me. And so she said, have you ever written on your mirror, I'm enough and write it in lipstick. So you can't, you have to see yourself. And I thought, well, I've done similar things like that. I don't really need to do that. Anyway, I did do it. And there is a little raw and real on that, so that's out there somewhere. And amazing how just that makes me smile in the morning. It doesn't change my meaning, and, and it has made it easier. So masterminding will allow, that's just a small example, more significant things. We've t heard people talk about marriages put back together. We've heard people talk about siblings and kid relationships, and because it most of it all does come down to relationship. Mm -hmm. Maybe even relationship with myself. How do I be nicer to me so I can be nicer to you? And so it's not just touchy-feely stuff. It's a lot of it's really practical. It's the best practice within the context of business. There's all kinds of different conversations we would have in the context of a mastermind. Mm -hmm. And yet what it really does is allow us to, whoever's there, to connect the dots that they may not have been able to connect by themselves and then live out that picture. And then you're in a community where we're helping each other do it. That's awesome and exciting. Yeah. And so what I'm thinking, and maybe what you're thinking, is when is it? Oh, well, there is actually <laughs> one coming up in April. I think it's April 26th. Um, yeah. Okay, that's awesome. And um, you are so driven. You seem so driven to me. Yeah. What, what uh, why? What's your why? My why is simply to be a catalytic connection that moves people forward toward their core purpose. Mm -hmm. And what does that mean? Well, you're going to have to have a conversation with me one-on-one -on -one to fully understand that. And I'm starting just to understand it someday. So my favorite word for me right now is catalyst. How do I connect with you in such a way that it causes you to be everything, to be the best version of yourself? 
Okay. And how could people, if they wanted to get in touch with you, oh, yeah. what's the best way to get in touch with you? Um, you, you know my number's all over the place. You can reach out to me at deckerteam.com. Um, yeah. and, and if they wanted to find out about, more about Roar. Oh, so roarcanada.ca. And there you go. Thank you for joining us on the Inside Track on Real Estate. And now you know why Yetta is rising.